Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode, we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we just try to make sense of some of the things we love about photography and some of the things that we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to this uh, episode of Photo Mission Focus. Today, our question, Terry, is um, what items should you invest in for your photography? What you know, this is obviously for people starting out. Mm. Um, well, this is just assuming that you've got your base level camera and you're ready to go. I think you must have a filter for your lens yep. to protect your lens. What type of filter would you suggest? Like a just a um, something like a, you know, a UV or a haze. UV or yeah. something. Yeah, I it, it, shooting in the city, I would even say a haze filter. Yeah. To be honest, because of the smog and the pollution, I know yep. it sounds silly to say that, but um, it can make a difference in your photographs depending yep. on what's happening with the pollution. Uh, I think the one little cautionary word with filters is understand sometimes you might have to take them off your camera in low light. That's right. Bright situations in yeah. city shootings because. You might get some kind of refraction, funny things happening. Yeah, which which some people use to their advantage. Well, that's true. Yeah. Creative. But I think also, like as we were kind of talking about tripods. Yep. Um, and a good camera bag. So a yep. really good waterproof camera bag that's strong and sturdy and comfortable. It yep. has to be comfortable. Because at this point, we're going to bring um, Lachlan there, who's a 17-year-old photographer. So Lachlan, Lachlan's just starting out putting his kit together. Like a lot of photographers like you know don't have heaps of money but wants to make mm. good choices about what you buy um so what type of things Lachlan have you thought about buying or have bought well I've got a you know obviously the body and then just get a good lens and then a tripod yeah pretty much all I got and and I want to talk a little bit about tripods because tripods are probably one of the most underrated pieces of photography kit out there mm. a good steady tripod can improve your photography. Yeah. If you're shooting on a cheap, flimsy tripod. Oh, it's not going to work. Right? <laughs> There's so many elements where camera shake will come into it. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it's worth spending as much as you can on your tripod, mm. right? Because you might, over time, you'll upgrade your body, Lachlan, and upgrade your yep. lenses. But if you start with a good, solid tripod, that tripod will see you you know, 10 years or so, like you get a lot of work out of a tripod. I reckon I've had mine for at least seven, eight years because I had upgraded from a second-hand tripod that just, it had broken components, but it was still really sturdy and that's yep. why I kept it because it was super, super strong. Yep, and that, that's a big thing. I remember a, a, a pro photographer talking about he had three tripods and he had a tripod that he loved because he just knew it was so steady and strong and he could, he, he could actually tell the difference between his shots, what the shot on which tripod because some tripods, like I said, if they're a little bit they're convenient because they're light and go in a backpack, but they don't always deliver mm. great shots. And sometimes it's the lens choice if you put a long yeah. lens on the front of it. Yeah, exactly. Like Because like, I've just incorporated into my kit and I haven't actually tested it yet is a monopod just so that when I'm using heavy lenses I can be a bit more steady on hand. Yep. I'm yet to test it out and see if it's actually an advantage or not. So well, I've just... Monopod, I... I shot a season of soccer and I was using a 100 to 400 mil lens. Yeah. I shot half the season without a monopod and the second half with the monopod, it makes such a huge difference. Oh, so much so. Yeah. It yeah. Just, just helps you when, because lots of times when you're shooting events, 
this downtime when you're not shooting. Yes. So to be able to have the camera supported, That's it doesn't right. take much to hold the monopod. You're not really... No, you've got to think about your health as well long term, especially if you're shooting professionally. There is a lot of wear and tear on your body yeah. that you don't really consider. So it's things like having harnesses, which yeah. are investments once you get to pro level. Yep. But Lachlan, what sort of things have you invested in? Probably just like a couple of tripods, Besides, but they're from yeah. like the op shop. So yeah, yeah. So you, you, get, start... you get some pretty good good bargains at the op shop. <laughs> well, well, actually, pretty... actually, almost actually, my body came from op shop as well. Actually, yeah. And look, that's yeah. not that's something something a good point there. Lachlan raises not to just dis, not to dismiss second hand gear. No, not at all. Yeah, there's definitely. some great second hand gear out there. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like usually, I'd like look at second hand stuff and be like, oh, I'd rather buy it brand new. But when it comes to camera gear, you can really get away with it. Well, I mean, you you were fortunate enough to pick up a Canon. 7D Mark One with only 9,000 activations on the shutter. That is insane. Yeah, $450, by the way. And that is insane. That is insane. Yeah. But talking about, we'll go back to the tripods. Um, a couple of things to look at in the tripod is there's a couple of different systems they use for holding your camera. You've got the ball head. There's a pistol type. Mm. And depending on what type of camera you're going to put on it will dictate which is going to work the best. Yes. Um, I've got both. I, I use a little Manfrotto with a pistol grip for travelling because it's it's only just weighs a kilo. Yeah, right. But I'm really limited to the biggest lens I can, and it's really pushing the boundaries. Even having a twenty four to one hundred five with a full frame. Yeah, it's gone. So that's the other thing. Limit. If you don't have a good quality tripod, you run the risk of of it not being stable enough to hold your gear if you've got a heavy lens. Yep. And falling over, which you could lose thousands of dollars of equipment if you drop your camera. Exactly. And look, there's a couple of little hacks, you know, of tripods. I mean, you should look at the features like that. But the thing is, um, ideally, if you get a tripod that has a hook on it, so you can actually weigh it down with your camera bag, which can make it anchor it to the ground. So mm. some of the tripods underneath the center support, there's a piece you most people don't notice, but you can pull it down. It's a spring-loaded hook. Hang your camera bag on it. Anchors the camera down, you know, the tripod so it can't wobble around as much. Yeah, right. So, I don't even know if mine's got that. <laughs> yeah, well, you'll be looking <laughs> now. have a look everyone, now. Everyone will be out looking. The other thing, the other hack you can do if you do have, you know, you don't have a, a really solid tripod, most of the shake comes in in the lower legs because they get thinner and thinner and thinner as you put mm. it out. So sometimes the trick is if you've got a, a tripod that's not as solid, is only maybe extend one or two of the legs and put it on a table. Yeah. It'll actually make it solider. Oh, so yeah. It's a little bit of a hack how you can actually... It actually works really well because I've got a couple of cheaper tripods talking about like $5 yeah. from the off shop. Yeah. They work pretty well, but, you know, they get pretty For, thin. When you extend them out, they, yeah, they become get pretty, really wobbly. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's yeah. what I need to put them down like, you know, just by two and then it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Good for five bucks, I'll tell you that. Yeah. So invest in a good tripod and there's... Look, there's if it weights into consideration too, you've got some carbon fiber ones which are really light, really expensive. Very expensive. Yes. But if 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 <laughs> if it's something that you're going to be hiking or something and you're going to be doing, you know, then you might consider if you're going to be doing a lot of adventure photography, maybe carbon fiber. It's going to be more durable. Yeah, then you can look at some of the just the aluminium or metal type ones. But yeah, yeah. But definitely research it, get something good. Yeah, and it's kind of saying as well, the hiking ones, you can even get some hiking sticks that have the thread on it so you can use them like monopods, Yep, which is really cool. Yeah, I've seen those in the past in the, the hiking stores. Yep. And the other the other piece of equipment which is well worth investing in once you start getting a bit of kit together is a good camera bag. 
Absolutely. I've spent so much money on camera bags over the years, like ridiculous amounts. Yep. <laughs> ridiculous. So, so what you're looking for in a good camera bag is something that ideally has some type of weather proofing because, mm-hmm. you know, if you get caught in the rain. So some of them, are, you know, have a – in the bottom they have a section that you can pull out and it's like a – A raincoat over Like it. a raincoat yeah. that you can snap over it. That's really handy to look yep. for those type of things. The, the other thing is too is you want to be able to be pretty – Yeah. I'm about, always changing my kit around. Like there's always better ways to pack it. So I've got removable inserts that can be bendable and they Velcro into – into the bag i have two bags so actually i've got three or four bags (laughs) so the day bag i have actually has inserts that come out so it's a bag that looks more like a handbag yeah the inserts go in but my kit bag that i take to weddings is a full backpack yep that can also go into a wheeling trolley which is important for your for your line of work yeah although recently i found that it's it's quicker for me not to have it on the trolley it just depends how long i'm shooting for the day to how I'll carry it but yeah it's really good to think about how the bag opens as well like if you're traveling you want a bag that doesn't actually open at the back so if you're not paying attention Mm. you can't have your gear stolen so you can get some really great crumpler bags with the um the kind of open access at the back or underneath so that well some of them actually have little other compartments too where you don't actually have to open the whole bag to get no, the lens out. No, you can out. go through the side. You can go through the side. There's yeah. like a lens compartment and you can just grab out a lens that you need or something else, bat- spare batteries or something like that. Yeah, and I don't even know if they still make them, but you used to be able to get bags called shoot sacks that were made out of like wetsuit material and you okay. could keep your lenses in them and it was like a cross-body halter. Yep. Kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah. And Well, the other, the other thing to consider with um, the camera bag is, is that it has some type of protection. If you drop the bag, mm-hmm. that is a lot of padding there yeah. to kind of protect the camera. And especially if you're when you're traveling in the car, I mean, when you've only got a little bit of kit, that's fine. But you couldn't jump in the car with, say, three lenses, a flash, a handful of batteries, and your camera body in front of them on the seat. No. It doesn't really work. So, what sort of bag do you use? Like, oh, I just use like a, um, what's the brand called? It's like, got it from like Tent World or something. Like yeah, you, you, you've it's got a, a black, is it Black Wolf? Yeah, it's a Black Wolf, yeah. yeah. Cool. It's, it's not made to be a camera bag, right. obviously, but, you know, it works really well. But that's another thing you like can look at. Stuff. Yeah, you yeah. can look at like your, your it's, hiking bags. It's pretty and cheap. Black Wolves, also, like yeah. 59 or something. It was, it was, it was how many liters? 60 liters or something. Yeah. Like. It was pretty, pretty and good. And can you put like a bladder in the back if you want to? Yeah, yeah, it actually does. It. Yeah, yeah, it has, has them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so sometimes you've got to think outside the square, like, yeah, because. When I'm doing street photography, I use a black wolf. Yeah, because right? you sometimes actually don't want to look like a photographer. No, yeah, so yeah. You, you and so you can I even put a tripod in the bags as well. Yeah, yeah cool. I, I, I get a tripod in there. I get two bodies, some lenses, some batteries, bit of flash cards, just in case. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, then and I've got my other bag, which is my low-pro one, which is you know it's it's a slingshot one where you can actually slide around your front and you can actually just open and get yeah, and then right. flick it around. Yeah. So it's versatile for the fact that if you're shooting on the go and you're trying to keep the gear. Yeah. And it could be like if it's, like I said, that's got a really good rain protection yeah. on it as well. So one thing that I do with my bags as well is I often take all of the gear out and vacuum them out to yep. get any dust oh, or yeah. dirt and even yeah. avoid mould growing in them, yep. which is really important as well. As soon as you get mould in your bags, it's like it's, I kind of look at it like it's camera cancer. Yeah. So what, what, do you be, oh, yeah. what do you be careful of? Because I'm not sure you're out shooting, your gear gets wet. 
Always, yeah. Dry your gear off before you put it back in the bag. I always keep in all of my whatever I take, I always have microfiber yeah, cloths. Same, same. For that reason. Just to wipe the back of the camera if it gets wet. Yep. Oh, yeah. And um, even some of my bags I keep a, a like just a rain poncho just in case. So there's a couple of bags I have that don't have raincoats yep. in them. So I have a poncho that sits in them all the time. I, I also keep in mind some big um, clad Ziploc bags. That's a good idea. So they're an emergency, like if I had to, I got caught out and I can throw, I can throw a body into it. It's a really good idea. Yeah, yeah, I just keep a couple in there. I've always done that, just find the handy, Yeah. cheap, get them at Coles, Woolies, wherever. Yeah, it's got like a double zip as well. Yeah. Some of them, yeah, yeah. Some of them, some of the bigger ones are pretty. Big. products so that you can get the colours spot on. Yep. Which I've started using them again after taking yep. some Yeah, so you're talking about adjusting your white balance? Yeah, yeah. sorry, my white balance cards, which... I don't, I, don't know know if, I don't know. Yeah, okay. so not really know much about photos. Yeah, like there's an old color chart system, like the Macbeth color chart that used to be around. So you could actually photograph on any type of film, but still get your color castings right depending on what uh, ambient light influences there was. Okay. So you would take a photo of that as your first shot to balance the whole lot. Oh, okay. So it's, <laughs> like, it's like a it's like a reference point. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah it's done, yeah. done to reference and and what yeah people new to photography start to learn after a while that light isn't all the same. No, it's all different temperatures. Mm, yeah. It's different color, it'll have a color cast. But I guess now you could probably get an app that could tell you that anyway. You could probably have an app that would read your ambient light. You, you probably can. You, yeah. can get, you can get apps to tune your guitar and stuff like that. It's insane. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So in that, like in saying that, would you invest in apps to improve your photography, you think? Like, well, would that be something that you would look at? Probably not personally. It yeah. might help other people, but for me personally, I wouldn't invest money in apps. Yeah. I just don't really see the need for them. I think would Photoshop use... works. Yeah. 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 Would you use a Lightroom app on your phone? Oh, yeah. There's, yeah. The, there's the Photoshop apps on there. They're free. We've got the Photoshop Mix and Photoshop Fix. Or something like that. Yeah. They, I, I've used them. We'll and just... Lightroom as well. Some people yeah. do use Lightroom on their phone. It actually, yeah, that's actually very effective. They're free, so, you know, you can just download them and... They work really well. I actually use them sometimes. Yeah. Really? I'd have to say that that's an investment. Like even though it's not oh. a very big one, it's a pretty good one. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. If you are not if you don't have any like the Photoshop apps, definitely download them and give them a go because you yep. can on the go edits and, you know, yep. before you post something, you might see like something. It's like, oh, I didn't see that when I was on Photoshop. Then you can just quickly fix it up on the, you know. And you can even Wi-Fi your camera, like your yeah. photographs in as well. So you don't have to rely on just taking exactly. photographs on your phone. You can exactly. take them through your camera and then Wi-Fi them. Yep. Yeah. Into your phone, which is really good. Yep, and it's interesting in this conversation, the elephant in the room. We're talking about editing. Yeah, a really good laptop oh, PC. Absolutely. That's worth that's worth investing some money in something oh. that's going to have. A Do, I didn't even think about that, but you're right. No, yeah, yeah. it was just when we were talking about. It, I just thought, you know, what? That's the elephant in the room. Yeah, it's the thing that you're going to use probably the most for your photography. I have to agree, unless yeah. you're relying on your phone or an iPad. Oh, so yeah. you can use your iPad or a really good laptop. Yeah. But again, that you must. need to probably, if you're going to use something like an iPad, you probably then need to invest in like an iPad Pro. Absolutely. Oh, and and get the pencil so you can do, Yeah. you know. Personally, I think it would be more worth it buying an actual computer instead of buying an iPad Pro because you can yeah. do a lot more on Like a computer. desktop? Yeah, desktop, yeah. Or a laptop if yeah. it suits your needs, depending what you're using it for. But yeah, you can get some pretty powerful you know, laptops yeah you can actually like the I'm, macs the macbooks are really good for yeah, everything i've just bought really a pro good. and I'm, I'm doing things this year called in, like i'm doing little incremental updates 
for my equipment, so I've bought yep. a MacBook Pro. So once my desktop dies, I'll invest yep. in. Well, Lachlan's got powerful. a Mac. You have yeah, a MacBook Mac Pro. Yeah, it's really oh, such a good, yeah. such a good little piece of equipment for anyone out there who's you know wanting to buy a laptop for photography or editing or something like that. To get a MacBook. Do not go cheap. You can't. No. It's just something you can't go cheap when you're buying laptops because two years later, you'll just die. Like I, yeah. had, I bought a laptop for eight hundred dollars, like a, um, just you know, and then. Two years later, it died. Doesn't turn on anymore. It even took it back for warranty and everything, and they couldn't fix it. And so, as well, like with your cheaper laptops, you don't get the same graphics quality. Oh no, you you don't. And they're just they're slow. They're two years later. It's it's not the same thing. And a really good example is when I first, you know, started my business. I just had I I assumed that I'd bought the best computer that I could. It ended up being slow. It ended up being clunky. And after printing photographs that I had edited on my computer, I could see there were still flaws in those images that needed yep. fixing because I couldn't see them on the computer screen oh, yeah. properly. It's probably the monitor. Yeah. It's probably worth it, you know. Yeah. Spend a little bit of money on a monitor. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And then yep. I ended up going into the Macs. So, oh, yeah. Yes. So that moves me to the next piece of equipment on the list, and that is, you know, um, the value of maybe, depending on where your photography is going, is having a calibrated monitor. Mm. So what you see on your monitor, especially if you're printing it, I think oh, if, yeah. if you're not printing images, then obviously it's not so critical. But if you're printing, you really need what you see on the monitor is what's going to be in the color profile yeah. that's going to, the printer's going to print it to. Yeah, you can get some good monitors for like hundred and twenty dollars. That that'll get you a pretty pretty good monitor for you know pretty decent one. Yep. Yeah, but, but as you're depending on your photography needs. Oh yeah, if you're like professional, you might want to yeah, spend a lot more. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. you know, if if you're just you know, basic, hundred and twenty dollars will do you good, but no less than a hundred dollars. Yeah, and yeah. you do you, like once you calibrate your screen, you don't realize how off the colors are. Oh yeah, there can be difference of green casting and blue casting. Oh, definitely. And if you're clever enough, you can kind of do it by eye. If you have a print, and then you match that print to your screen. But there is software available as well that you can actually purchase, which yep. is quite handy to have. It is. Yeah. So our advice probably is. If you're, you know, thinking about what to invest in, look at some of those basic items like the tripod. Camera bag. Camera bag, set of filters, um, you know, the the equipment that you're going to edit it on. Yeah. You know, the other thing is um, when you're buying that computer, it's worthwhile if there's an option to upgrade the RAM. I was, I was going to say that. Do yeah. not get four gigs of RAM. Do, like whatever you do, <laughs> do not do it. Yeah. You have to have eight. The minimum is eight. Yeah, mm. you have to have AI. I can't can't stress that enough. Have a talk to techies that are actually photographers. To yeah, get advice. oh, definitely. You can even ask on the you know on the form pages and all that stuff yeah. and get some good tips. On yeah. There. yeah, yeah. So, all right. So hopefully that's been helpful. That you know, there's a couple of things there to think about when you're investing in your photography kit, and um, and something like you know, you know, you build your kit up over years, like you've done, Terry. I've done, and mm. Lachlan's just starting out, and yeah. On that, so but hopefully this has been um, useful for somebody to understand maybe some of the things to think about. Um, if you like the episode, leave some details in the comments, or if you've got a subject you'd like us to talk about, um, drop that in the comments as well. Thanks, Terry, and thanks a lot for joining us. Sweet, see ya. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. If you enjoyed the show today, please leave a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a subject for our next show, also leave that in the comment as well. Thanks for listening.